0: WTBN Pinellas Park. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries.
1: Are you the type of person where it's always everybody else's fault? What about your own sin? If you've been guilty of looking at the sins of others and haven't noticed the huge log of self-righteousness in your own life and your own life, then you need to repent. Self-righteousness is a wicked, wicked sin. Only as a fellow sinner will you be able to help others in their walk with Christ.
2: Everyone holds little regard for the hypocrite. Even a hypocrite can't tolerate another hypocrite. His problem is he doesn't see himself as a hypocrite. I heard a story several years ago that illustrates this point vividly. It seems that some boys were prone to play a joke on an elderly man. This man was napping, and while he napped, the boys put some Limburger cheese in his beard and then went to hide. When the man woke up, he walked into the kitchen and said, It stinks in here. He then went to his neighbor's house, and in speaking with his neighbor, he left and complained, Boy, does he stink. Just then the boys came out of hiding and stood before the older man, and he asked them if they thought that the neighborhood smelled. Of course, they said no and then laughed. He asked why they were laughing, and they told him what they did. The object of the story is obvious. He thought everyone else smelled until he realized the smell originated with him and the cheese in his beard. That is the problem with the human race today. We tend to fault everyone else without ever taking into consideration that the problem may be ours. We're glad to have you with us today for another Verse by Verse. Pastor-teacher Steve Kriloff is taking us on a study of Christ's Sermon on the Mount in the book of Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, specifically on the subject of judging others. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel, a position he has held since 1981. These daily radio classes are a natural extension of his teaching ministry. For several days, we have been engaged in an in-depth study called Judging Others. Here is Pastor Steve to explain.
1: Now, let's analyze this and see how it, what it means and how, how this rather bizarre and absurd picture applies to us. The splinter that we see in the eye of a, of a brother is their sin. That's clearly what he means, something that's wrong in their life. Now, the fact that it's a small splinter doesn't necessarily mean it's a small and insignificant sin. It, it simply means that in comparison to the gigantic sin of those who criticize and judge others, it's small. It may be a very significant sin, but it's not as large and not as significant as the log, that huge log coming out of the eye of those who judge others. That's a major sin to have a, a two by four, a telephone pole sticking out of your eye. That's a gigantic major sin. Yet something Jesus said that we don't even see in our own lives. Well, what could he be talking about? Well, he doesn't mention it by name. But I think by the context, it's rather obvious that the sin that he was talking about was the sin of self-righteousness, the sin of pride, the sin that looks at others and says, you're unrighteous, but I am righteous. I'm so much better than you. Now, why do I say that? Well, for one thing, the entire context of this this, uh, sermon, as well as this passage, screams that at us. The passage has to do with being different from those who are self-righteous, overly critical, those condescending Pharisees thought they were better than everybody else. And they never hesitated in telling others that they were better than them and they were, and the others were beneath them. Jesus is telling us that every time we judge others with that, with that condescending, I'm better than you attitude, we're behaving like these self-righteous Pharisees who are blind to this glaring sin in their lives. John MacArthur had this to say about the log of self-righteousness. He said, The the wretched and gross sin that is always blind to its own sinfulness is self-righteousness, the sin that Jesus repeatedly condemns in the scribes and the Pharisees, not only in the Sermon on the Mount, but throughout his ministry. Almost by definition, self-righteousness is a sin of blindness or of grossly distorted vision because it looks directly at its own sin and still imagines that it sees righteousness. The log in this illustration represents the same foundational sin of self-righteousness that Jesus has been condemning throughout the sermon. I agree. It's self-righteousness that he's talking about. And, and the fact that in verse 5, Jesus called those who try to take the speck out of their brother's eye but don't notice the log that is in their eye, hypocrites would only affirm. But that's precisely what he's talking about because that's what he called the Pharisees, hypocrites, hypocrites. And now he's calling those who do this, who act like Pharisees, as hypocrites. The Pharisees were self-righteous. Now, why is, why is hypocrisy so wrong? And, and, and how, is it, how does hypocrisy fit into judging others? Why is it hypocrisy when we contemptuously judge others? Notice again verse 5, a critical verse. You hypocrite, Jesus said, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now, once again, I remind you of what a hypocrite is. A hypocrite in the ancient world was an actor. He's someone who took on a role. He, he pretended to be something that he really wasn't. He was on the stage trying to, to play the role of something that in real life he wasn't. The Pharisees were called hypocrites by Jesus because they pretended to be righteous. They took upon themselves the role of, of righteous men, when in reality they were very unrighteous. They had no heart for God. They didn't really care about obeying his word. They weren't interested in honoring God with their lives. They were just self-centered, righteous, or I should say self-righteous, religious self-promoters who did whatever they did in order to appear morally superior to others. And Jesus said, every time we judge our brother or sister in Christ with that same critical negative Fault finding, I delight in seeing what's wrong in your life attitude. We are acting like those self-righteous, hypocritical Pharisees. Now, why? Now, listen to this. Because what you are about to hear, what I'm going to tell you, reveals why this sin is so ugly. The true nature of judging others, why it's so evil. Those who judge in the way that Jesus spoke of, look at the sins uh, uh, in the lives of others under the pretense that they're trying to help them. That's what they claim. Here, let me, let me take out, let me help you with the sin in your own life. They, they claim that they're trying to help them. They want them to believe that their only concern for them is their spiritual welfare and that the righteous standards of Scripture should not be compromised. I'm coming to you to help you deal with the sin in your life because I don't want God to be dishonored. Now, that's what they claim. And they feel free to come along and point out our sin but that's nonsense. That's hypocrisy, pure hypocrisy, because those who judge others don't care about those they judge, nor do they care about the righteous standards of scripture. Now, why can I say that with such dogmatism? Why do I say that at all? Because listen, if they cared so much about righteousness, then they would first judge their own sin of self-righteousness, In other words, if they really cared about other people living by God's holy standards, and they would make sure that they live by God's holy standards, but they don't. That's the hypocrisy. Their priority would be confessing their own sin first, instead of looking for everybody else's sin to condemn them. Years ago, there was a a man in our church who took it upon himself to tell everybody how wrong they were living. That was his self-appointed role. He was like a spiritual policeman who felt that he was called to tell the community at Lakeside Community Chapel, all the things they were doing wrong in their lives. And so um, I needed to confront him about this because it got out of hand. And so another elder myself asked him, asked if we could speak to him in my office about this. And uh, I said to him, I said, so tell me what God is doing in your life. I mean, he was very quick to tell others where, what sin was in their lives and what they needed to do. So I wanted to know what's God doing in your life, meaning, what sin is he dealing with? Where are you repenting? How's he showing you things in, in your life that need to be changed? And he didn't answer me. So I thought, well, maybe he didn't hear me. I thought I said it loud enough. It's kind of hard in my office to not hear me. So I said it again. I said, so tell me what God is doing in your life. Now I know he heard me the second time. I looked right at him. I said it. He didn't answer a thing. You know why? Because he didn't think there was any sin in his life. There was nothing going on. There was no repentance in his life. All he did was go around and tell others where they were wrong in their lives. You see, when we take on the role of being spiritual ophthalmologists, trying to help, we say, take out the sinful splinters of others uh, in the eyes of others, but neglect to deal with our own sin we reveal ourselves to be what we really are, hypocrites. Just hypocrites. Because we only pretend to care about them. And we only pretend to care about God's righteous standards. Listen, if you really cared about it, you take the log out of your own eye first. Now, folks, this is a very, very, very important truth to get a handle on. So let me try to put it to you and put it on a very practical level for all of us. There are many people who do this. They are, they are very quick to judge others in the Christian community. You especially see this in married couples whose main concern is to take the speck out of their spouse's eye. Everything is wrong with their spouse. It's never them. It's never them. And and if only their spouse would deal with his or her sin, then they could have a happy marriage. He's too busy. He drinks too much. He's not spiritual. She nags. She's frigid. She's aloof. On and on it goes. But those sins are just specks compared to the huge telephone pole coming out of your own eye, a telephone pole of self-righteousness. You have a glaring spiritual defect in, in your life that you fail to notice. It is called pride and self-righteousness. I know that when a couple comes to me for counseling, and if they're pointing the finger at the other person, I know right away that they're not going to solve their problem. It's when they take the finger and point them the, at themselves and said and say, I'm wrong. Would you help me to obey scripture? I know that we're going to get somewhere. But as long as it's everybody else's fault, then we're not going to get anywhere. It's a glaring spiritual defect called self-righteousness. And unless you deal with this self-righteousness, which means I will deal with my own gigantic sin, then you can't help anybody else. You can't help anybody else.
2: Wow, Pastor Steve, have you been reading my mind? I must confess that there have been times when I have been in church listening to the pastor's message and thinking to myself, I hope whatever their name is that they are listening because they need it. Well, that is wrong on my part. I need to listen to the pastor and apply the truths being taught to my own life and not thinking about what someone else needs. That really is a form of self-righteousness. In case you just joined us, welcome. You are listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We are concluding a message found in Matthew chapter 7 that deals with judging others and why it may be wrong. We have talked about removing a speck from someone's eye while we may have a beam in our own eye that would make it extremely difficult to see clearly enough to remove the speck. Let's get back to Pastor Steve as he wraps up this portion as to why it is wrong to judge others.
1: That's why Jesus said, notice again in verse 5, first he said, take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now what this means is that before you can help someone address their sin, you first have to address your your own sin of pride and self-righteousness. And there may be other sins that go along with that. Take them out. And then notice Jesus said, you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. In other words, only those who recognize how sinful they are will have the compassion, the grace, the love and patience to help others repent of their sin. As long as you have this critical, condemning, holier than thou attitude, you can't help anybody with their sin. You know why? They won't listen to you. They won't listen to you. Nobody wants to listen to a self-righteous judge tell them how to live. But they are open to listening to a fellow sinner. They are opening to listen to someone who, who speaks to them with a spirit of mercy and concern. Someone who understands what it's like to be in the agony of the grip of sin. They'll listen. Someone who understands what they're going through. They'll listen and they'll be responsive to let you help them take the speck out of their eye. Why? Because they know that you love them, that you're not above them. You're a fellow sinner, and that you understand the power of sin. They'll be most responsive. Now you see, folks, let me just, let me point this out to you. This passage, by, by virtue of verse five, we know this passage doesn't forbid us from confronting a fellow Christian about their sin. Verse five, Jesus said in this verse that we are, to take the speck out of our brother's eyes, which means that he does expect us to tell others when we see sin in their lives. So never say to somebody who points out sin, don't judge me. Don't you're being judgmental. We are to help. We are to come along and say, let me help take this sin out of your life in the sense that I I want to point it out to you so you can deal with it. He expects us to do that. But the point of this entire passage is to teach us that the way to confront others, isn't by having a proud, morally superior attitude and treating them as if we're better than they are. That's what he means by don't judge. Don't approach them as a judge. Treat your fellow Christian not as a judge, but as a brother and sister in Christ. Somebody on the same level with them, not somebody above them. In other words, our role isn't to condemn them, but to love them enough to help them walk in obedience with Christ. Now is that your attitude towards fellow Christians? As you examine your heart. If you, if you really love your brother and sister in Christ. Then you make sure that you don't look down upon them. And this is a very common sin. And it's very easy when you're listening to this to say. I hope somebody is hearing this. I hope I know so and so needs this. We all need this. We all tend to do this. We all judge others and we need to stop it. We need to love them enough that we, that we are grieved over their sin, enough to really help them, not to look down upon them. And that means that you have to constantly remind yourself that you're a sinner too, a horrible sinner, who's capable of the worst atrocities. You don't want to be like that person that I, I spoke to. What's God doing in your life? Nothing. He didn't think anything, because he's blind to his own sin. Very self-righteous individual. It's just everybody else who's wrong. Now, is that true in your life? Are you the type of person where it's always everybody else's fault? What about your own sin? If you've been guilty of looking at the sins of others and haven't noticed the huge log of self-righteousness in your own life and, and your own life, then you need to repent. Self-righteousness is a wicked, wicked sin. Only as a fellow sinner will you be able to help others in their walk with Christ. And self righteous This is a terrible sin. And if you're not a believer in Christ, it's a sin that that if you continue in that sin, it'll lead you to hell. Because you think that you're righteous and you're not righteous. Think that you have a good heart. You don't have a good heart. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. We're we're sons and daughters of, of Adam. We're sinners. We're sinners. We were born with a sin nature. You're not good. Some people think that they're good enough that God's going to just promote them to heaven when they die. Nobody's good, the Bible says. Everybody's wicked. We sin in word. We sin in in thought. We sin in attitude. We sin in action. We sin in failing to do what we should do, which is to love God with all of our hearts and our neighbor as ourself. So there, there is no righteousness that we have in ourselves. And after you become a believer, you need to understand that. Any righteousness that shows up in you is the righteousness of Jesus Christ transforming your life. Now, if you think you're a righteous person, you need to understand the cross. On the cross, Christ was paying for your unrighteousness, dying for for sinners. And the Bible says that the moment you trust Jesus Christ as, as the one who paid for your sin, the Bible says God takes the righteousness of Christ, the perfect obedience that Jesus Christ lived out when he was in this world, and God puts that on your record. So that even though You're still unrighteous often in your behavior. God looks at the righteousness of his son and sees it that it's credited to your account. That's called imputed righteousness. That's the mercy and grace of God. So what are you gonna do with these truths? Don't apply them to somebody else's life. Apply them to your your own. Christian, brother, sister, will you stop looking down upon others, judging them as being unspiritual? And will you minister to them? Will you love them enough to treat them, as Jesus said in verse 12, in the same way you want to be treated. Let's bow for prayer. These words ought to grip every one of us. What blind spots do you have in in your life? If you're not sure, ask, ask someone who loves you enough to tell you. Hopefully your spouse loves you enough to tell you, and maybe your spouse is afraid to say these things, but you need to deal with, those blind spots whatever you criticize others for be very careful those things may very well be in your life so i urge you love one another enough to take uh, and point out sin in someone's life but in a loving humble manner that really cares about them and cares that that they live by god's word now if you're not a believer i urge you to to trust christ Trusting Christ is more than saying just the words, Jesus, come into my heart. It's understanding that you're a sinner, that you deserve eternal hell. But that when Christ died, God poured out his wrath on on his son as a substitute for sinners. And that if you'll trust him, turn from your sin, that's repentance, and trust him to forgive you because that sin was paid for and never need be paid again. Then the Bible says God not only will forgive you, but he'll put his son's righteousness on your account. On Christ's account, our sin was laid. God treated Christ as if he was a sinner in dying on the cross. And the moment we trust him, he treats us as righteous. That's grace. And I encourage you to come to Christ. If after the service, we can be of help to you, we'd be happy to do that. Let us know if we can explain the way of salvation more fully. Well, Father, thank you for these words, penetrating words, important words. And Lord, I I pray that you'll help us not to apply it to somebody else's life. We all know people who we find very hypercritical and it's easy to think about them. And we hope they're listening to this and maybe we'll get them a tape for this. But Lord, it's us. It's us. I do this. Others do this. Real blind spots. We do look down upon others. We do judge others. We are overly critical. Lord, deliver us from that. Help us to be humble, to see our own sin, and never to lower the standards of Scripture so that we turn uh, uh, away from our brothers and sisters who are violating Scripture. But help us, Lord, to lovingly point out error. To make sure that we don't think of ourselves as morally superior, we say with the Apostle Paul that we are the chief of sinners. So, Lord, may you work in our lives, may we recognize our sin, and may we see clearly enough to help others as they walk with Christ. We pray that you'll draw to yourself those who need the Savior, who think that they're good enough to go to heaven. May they see their utter depravity, that they're wicked, that they lie, that they lust, that they're proud. That they're they're not good like they think they are. Lord, we pray that you'll you'll bring you'll bring them to the point where they'll see how sinful they are, so they'll cry out for your mercy in Christ. And we pray this in his precious name. Amen.
2: There are many ways in which we can be self-righteous, as Pastor Steve pointed out. I have concluded that I have enough of me to take care of, that I'm not going to try to mind someone else's life. Warren Wearsby illustrates this point like this. Like eye doctors, we should minister to people we want to help with tender, loving care. We can do more damage than a speck of dirt in the eye if we approach others with impatience and insensitivity. It was a pleasure to have you in class today. You have been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, For over 27 years, Pastor Steve has been serving and teaching at Lakeside, and now his expository messages come to the radio through the work of Verse-by-Verse Ministries. We are a faith ministry, supported by the prayers and gifts of listeners who are first faithful to their own churches. Today's class was the conclusion of a three-part message. If you would like to hear the entire message at one time, you can order a CD or a cassette, by calling us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number and we'll call you back during weekday office hours. Our number again is 727-441-1714. Our web address is versebyverseradio.org. We have today's lesson as well as many previous ones available as audio downloads or you can listen to them online. That's versebyverseradio.org. As we leave for today, may I remind you of the words in Pastor Steve's prayer. Lord, help us to be humble, to see our own sin and never lower the standards of Scripture so that we turn away from our brothers and sisters who are violating Scripture. But help us, Lord, to lovingly point out error, but to make sure that we don't think of ourselves as morally superior. Friends, I hope you plan to join us for the next Verse by Verse. Pastor Steve will be launching into a new series of lessons as we study God's Word one verse at a time.